I like particularly at the time of Advent because, as I said, it's the beginning of the new liturgical year. And you might have noticed that we didn't sing to the, at the beginning the glory to God in the highest. Because if you remember, that's what the angels sang on the day of Jesus' birth. So we're not going to sing it for the next four Sundays, but on Christmas Day, we're going to sing it in memory of the angels who are the ones that spoke this wonderful phrase. Whenever you have a mass in purple, big purple here, whenever you have a mass in purple, uh, we don't sing the Gloria, the glory to God in the highest. And so thinking back to beginnings, it was in my first assignment as a newly ordained priest that the pastor put me in charge of the youth group. And so it was around 15 to 25 young people, teenagers. And I thought, um, you know, what I have to do is set up the activities, the prayers, the outings, uh, figure out the games we're going to do, where we're going to go, the excursions and everything. And I put it all together, the, uh, the, the schedule, send out the email to the young people and the parents and wait for the replies and their confirmation. And I waited, and I waited. And a few people did respond to me, Father, yeah, we'll be there. Um, and occasionally I get it a little, uh, actually, not occasionally, actually often, some people would say, well, who's going? And I'd like scratch my head and i say, well, youth group is going. And there was just silence, you know, radio silence. It took me a while to realize that the people wanted to know, well, specifically who was invited and who had confirmed and based on that, I will let you know if I'm going, Father. So this experience taught me that relationships, and more specifically, friendships, are more important than what is being done, than the activity. Because it is friendships that give purpose to the activity. How does this relate to this wonderful season of Advent? What is special about this time of preparation leading up to Christmas? Christmas is about that special relationship that God wants to have with us. When we look at the Old Testament, we often see themes of God as creator, savior, redeemer. We also see his qualities. He is eternal. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. So if we had to sum up the Old Testament and in a certain way that we look at religion, we might say, God is sovereign, he's great, and so you'd better listen and obey him. This is great. But what's difficult is, I do listen to him, I do try to obey him, but oftentimes I fail. It's not easy. And this was also the case of God's people. God's people had seen some amazing events. They saw some miracles quite frequently. God saved them from certain destruction over and over again. And yet they found it difficult to listen at times and to obey him. And this is what Isaiah says. Why, O Lord, do you make us stray from your ways and harden our heart so that we do not fear you? So what is the solution to the problem? Okay, so God is all-powerful. Let's ask him to use his great power to fix everything. Tear open the heavens and come down. That would be pretty amazing. 
So it's kind of like, well, God, stop me from doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. Change my heart. Make me respect you. Again, I'm appealing to God's power and his might. But as I said in the youth group story, it's not so much about the what as to the who. So how does everything change when we have friendship with God? Okay? Because that's the, that's, the, that's the difference with Christmas. Christmas is about joy through friendship. Easter is about victory. Easter is about getting to the finish line. But Christmas is about joy through friendship. And what does friendship mean? Closeness, affection, shared experience. If we look at God's greatness, His holiness and power, this is really different from my own experience. I'm not holy and I'm not strong. God wants to be close to us and share in our experience as a friend. And so he's going to do something completely amazing, blows my mind every time I think about it. He's going to become like us. God the Father sends his son to become a human being. He's going to, he's going to get over that gap. He's going to bridge the gap. John says in his gospel, when he's speaking about the Son becoming a man, he says, And the Word, the Son, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Greek version literally says, The Word made, became flesh and he pitched his tent among us. What do you do if somebody shows up to your front lawn or to your backyard and puts his tent? You might think of calling the cops. But what happens if Jesus does that? Don't call the cops. <laughs> you better not. So God's desire to be in friendship with us means that he wants to help us find solutions together in a mutual closeness with affection and shared experience. So in the second reading, St. Paul says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that he has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift. How rich you are and how much you have because God is your friend. God is amazing. I am not. God is faithful and true. I struggle with this. But he knows it. And he's not rejecting me, ever. And so he wants me to get to know him. And so what happens when you become friends, you start to imitate each other. You start to resemble each other. It happens with couples, huh? You know, my dad is, is Chinese, you know, typical Asian looking, big guy. My mom is a little Caucasian woman, tiny little thing. And yet she took my dad's name in marriage, Huang. And so people would say, well, look at her, she's Chinese. It's just because it, something happens, you just start to resemble each other. No, she's not Asian at all, but they thought she was, yeah, she must be. Glasses, you know. 
So this is a beautiful thing that St. Paul says. God is faithful. By him, you are called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Another word for fellowship is friendship. When friendship comes into play, we don't feel so far away from God. Have you ever felt far away from God? I know I have. But then when I had to think about it, I feel far away, but I know he's so close. Because he wants to dwell in my heart by grace. And because friendship is about collaboration, working together, God and us, God and me, God and you, we are together able to overcome all that we find difficult, any obstacle, even the most difficult and insurmountable. I told you about youth group at the beginning, and I left this parish in 2013, and I would only go back to vision occasionally, but I really lost contact with all of these young people. Um, some of them went off to university, they got jobs, they got married. And so I was in Quebec City in 2020, and I got a phone call while the church was closed, and it, it really made my, it made my day, it made my week, and probably made my four months of the church being closed. So I get this phone call, I pick it up because we don't have a secretary, and I say, bonjour, and this little voice says, hello, I'm looking for Father Wong. And I didn't say, oh yeah, it's me. I said, is this so-and-so? Because I recognize the voice. I hadn't heard in seven years. I knew who it was. And she said, yeah, it's me. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Oh, well, she didn't say I'm great. She said, I'm okay. Um, I got married uh, a little while ago, and I, I'm now a mother. And I say, fantastic, congratulations. What is it like to be a mom? She said, Father, she, my baby girl, is the most important thing in my life. That's what she said to me. I said, that's great. And then she went on to say, I have a difficulty. And so I listened to what she was saying. And um, she said that in a moment when she was really struggling with something, something came into her mind. And she said, I saw you in my mind. And you were there to help and protect me. And I said, look, I'm going to pray for you, but I've got a problem. I'm far away. You're in a different province. There's no proximity. The church is closed in your area, but when it opens, you go knock on the rectory door. You get an appointment with the priest there, with Father, and you sit down and talk to him. But then I said something to her. I said, did you tell your husband about what you're finding difficult and what you're going through? And she said, no. I don't want to burden him. I don't want to bother him. He might, he might think it's weird. Uh, he won't understand. And I said, no, 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 no. That's your best friend. He has to know. And you have to realize God wants to work with you. God wants to help you through him. It's all about friendship. It's all about collaboration. We're Christians. And so we left it on that note. As we prepare for the great celebration of Christmas, with these four Sundays of Advent, we have to look at the things through the prism of friendship. Christ has gone away only to come back in the end, as the gospel tells us. But he has left us in charge of his house. It's the church that is his house. So as, as Jesus' friends, are we going to keep the house warm and clean, or are we going to let it fall into disrepair and neglect? Are we going to eat the spiritual food that he has left us, or are we going to let it go stale, go to waste? 
Are we going to go out and invite others to join in the celebration because he wants his house to be full? Or are we going to squander his richness and his generosity and just keep it all to ourselves? I believe if I asked you what you're doing on Christmas Day, you'd give me an answer. Family time, big meal, a lot of laughter, a lot of stories. If I asked you which mass you're going to come to on Christmas Day, you'd probably say, well, yeah, we thought about it. Maybe I know, maybe I don't know. But if I asked you, who are you going to invite with you to Christmas Mass? I hope you all have an answer. Jesus asks us to keep alert and stay awake. Jesus will come to us as he is. But he also comes to us as the person we don't recognize. And we have to welcome him. Because to miss out on the opportunity is to miss out on joy and love and friendship. Our lives are transformed for the better by friendship. You know that. There's nothing better than to see your friend walk in after a separation to get a phone call or to sit down and have a coffee or a beer. Our lives are transformed and become more happy and joyful to the degree that we cultivate sincere and authentic friendships. Firstly, with God, and because of him, also with our neighbor and the ones to discover.